This is Jimmy Burns from Melbourne, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet before we nursed. So listen, Lebertius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach to eat. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. And welcome into the second hour. It's the Barbecue Central Show. We do it right here live every Tuesday from 9 to 11. We'll do it live. That's right, Bill. We talk about live fire, barbecue, and grilling items. The show is being recorded also at the same time. So if you miss it live, you get a podcast tomorrow, hour number one. You get a podcast on Thursday, hour number two. And I'll talk to you about Friday here in just one second. Still to come on the show this evening, Susie and maybe Todd Bullock from Hay Grill Hay. And then we'll close it out with Joe Clements from Smoked Barbecue Source. Some of you are like, who? Uh You know, Joe. According to Derek Riches, having the second most popular barbecue and grilling website. According to that article that he wrote last year that shook the very foundations of some folks. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and Snappy Snaps slash BBQ Central Show Facebook and Twitch video feed slash RD Rempy on the tubes for another live video feed. Also, if you only want to hear me and not see me, a good idea and B, that can be done on the Clubhouse app. We are doing live audio over there as well, and we're also taking guest questions over there as well. So if you're interested, jump on over to Clubhouse and pop in there. Lastly, you can get an ad-free podcast feed experience through these two platforms, patreon.com slash Show, or if you listen to the show in Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe to a advertisement-free version right there in the show. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this coming Friday, episode 212 takes place, taking you back to February 2014. I can tell you this. There was a time when I ran highly illegal music on the show Uh as it relates to bumper music. And boy, do I miss those days. I had some really good bumper music back in the day. However, that is not the topic here this evening or on Friday. In this episode, I was trying to connect with the very first full-time barbecue editor in the country, that being my pal Daniel Vaughn from Texas Monthly, TMBBQ.com, for a segment interview. And for whatever reason, we were not able to link up. And what does that mean? That means your humble host has then to scramble to try and fill time because I wasn't anticipating not having Daniel on the line. So as I was continuing to try and raise him on the horn, what do I end up talking about? I wound up telling you about some fancy schmancy grilling butter that Stephen Reichland and some butter company had teamed up to do a joint venture on. He had sent it to me for review. It was like the first time I ever got a text message from Stephen after we had made the partnership that he was going to come on every month. And he's like, hey, uh, send me your address. I want to send you something. And I was giddy like a schoolgirl. Like, oh, Stephen Reichler just texted me. He wants to send me something for free. So I shot him that thing. Like a week later, this styrofoam container shows up. And I'm not going to let all the cats out of the bag here. But let's just say this. Those butters were pretty good. Those butters were really expensive, but those butters were pretty good. So that's what you have to look forward to on Friday. Hearing what should have been an interview with Daniel 
hearing me fill time and then I'm talking about butter. Butter's great. It's full of flavor. Don't forget, if you want to hear a guest or a segment that has been lost in the archives, email John, my executive producer of the show, J-O-N at thebbqcentralshow.com and let him know what you'd like to hear. And he is more than happy to try and meet your expectation. And then there's this. Uh Oh, Oh dear. And this hits especially close to home because it's especially close to my home, about 25 minutes south and east of me, a town called Hudson, Ohio. Back when I was in high school, had the reputation for being a cocaine haven. Not me, but that was the stereotype back then, mostly because it was a very affluent community. However, cocaine not playing a role in this story. But the oldest profession ever is playing a role or at least being brought up in discussion. But what discussion, you ask? Well, I'm glad you made that question because I'm here to tell you. Hudson City officials are considering allowing ice fishing at city parks, but some are concerned. Now, what do you think they're concerned about? Safety of ice fishermen? I mean, it has been, I live in Cleveland, seven months out of the year, the weather is trash. It's cold, it's snowing, it's miserable, it's gray. It's trash. It's like Detroit. This year has been especially cold for the last six weeks, seven weeks. It's seven, three. It's below zero after wind chill. It's like the Winter Olympics out in Beijing. I didn't even know it was that cold back there. And when they're doing the ice pipe or whatever the hell it is, they call it. It's negative 14 degrees ambient temperature out there. That's what it feels like here. So any water around us has been icing over at rapid rates. The lake is almost frozen over. And in Hudson, it's no different. So a few council members fear people could get injured. And Mayor Craig Schubert is worried about what? Prostitution. During a council work session this past Tuesday, a week ago, the mayor said, if city lawmakers allow ice fishing, Someone may want an ice shanty, and if you then allow ice fishing with shanties, then that leads to another problem. Prostitution, the mayor said during the work session. Just some data points to consider. The Fox 8i team reached out to the mayor Wednesday asking for an interview. He declined to go on camera but released the following statement. My comment about ice fishing and permitting of shanties on lakes and prostitution stems from my experience as a former television news reporter covering law enforcement agencies which have made arrests for acts of prostitution in ice fishing shanties. When discussing proposed legislation, it was wise to discuss the potential for unintended consequences. My statement was to enlighten counsel that the future permitting of ice shanties may lead to other issues. Like what? Putting a heater in an ice shanty and making the ice brittle, causing the fishermen to go through the ice? No. Causing prostitutes to show up to Hudson? I guess. I have long said on the show, I have long told my father-in-law, I have long told my boss, I have long told anybody who is a outstanding, avid fisherman, I don't get it. Fishing to me is a waste of time. Even if you're catching, catching fish, I don't, I don't understand. If that's your deal, good for you. I have never once, and I know people that ice fish, I know people that are in Wisconsin, like really much colder places than it is here for as much as I'm complaining. And that's a thing that they wait and look forward to, ice fishing. And they have those shanties. I didn't even know that was a word. I thought that was a beer with lemonade. They have these shanties on their lakes. And now I have to rethink, what the hell is even going on over there with these people? Here's a quick follow-up story to this Hudson News ice shanty prostitution mayor thing. It did not go over well with everybody in Hudson that the mayor mentioned this not even a week later over the weekend 
the mayor resigned his post over saying that uh, over saying that shanties are going to lead to prostitution here in Hudson. There was too much heat. He couldn't stand it. He got out of the kitchen. He resigned being the mayor over that. I don't know if you resign being a mayor over that. And I'm always a fan of if the social media heat is too much, lay low. Two-week minimum. Don't hit up social media. Don't talk to anybody on regular media. Don't answer your phone calls. Don't answer emails. Nothing. Lay low for two weeks. Come back out. Usually somebody else has decided that they're going to do something more stupid than you did. And now they have the heat and ire of the national public on them. You can go back to being mayor of Hudson, Ohio. But you couldn't even wait it out like five days? Come on, Arthur, or whatever your name is. If you're going to make ice shanty allegations like that, you need some stick to pal. You can't quit. You know what quitters do? Quit. That's what you did. Hey, Susie and Todd Bullock are in the green room, and perhaps they have some thoughts on ice shanties. Maybe not. I'll talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills before I get to them, offering you two different lines to choose from, a choice line. So if you're not somebody that needs a bunch of tech or internal meat probes or some bells and whistles, save a couple hundred bucks. Choice line is right for you. Daniel Boone is the size. This one accommodates the pizza oven insert as well if you rip out the guts. It's medium size, so if you've got a family five, six, seven, not really into throwing huge barbecue blowouts, this thing's going to be able to cover you no problem. Now, if you want to step it up a little bit or you want a bigger option as far as grills are concerned, Prime Line is what you want to take a look at. Now, you also get Wi-Fi connectivity. You also get an app experience where you can control the grill through the app. Two internal meat probes, a little bit more of a robust build on the chassis, things like this. So Peak and Ledge are your sizes there. And you pick one is right for you. Only sold through dealers. So go to greenmountaingrill.com, find a dealer near you, and then you can get educated, learn which one is best for you, buy that one. No buyer's remorse now because you have made the decision after being armed with all the information. Get it home. Success right off the bat. Now you can go to Green Mountain Grill and buy accessories if you would like to complete the Green Mountain Grill cooking experience. That's certainly up to you. But again, Look at them through dealers, which can be found at GreenMountainGrill.com. Choice line and prime line. Portable one is the track if you want to take something to tailgates or other things. Camping, if you like camping. Camping and fishing, to me, are kind of like one of the same. GreenMountainGrill.com. That's GreenMountainGrill.com. We are back with Hey Grill Hey right after this. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And this portion being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in three sizes with a host of accessories. Whether you're a beginner or a professional, definitely a cooker want to add to the arsenal. PitBarrelCooker.com is the website. And make sure you tell them that the Barbecue Central Show sent you. And hopefully, all of you people took advantage of that end grain cutting board bet discount that I was able to maneuver over the last handful of days. Hey, leading off the second hour and joining me for what I'm happy to say is a second year of quarterly visits here on the show. The creator of Hey Grill Hey, one of the most recognizable and popular names in live fire space and has been for a number of years now. We have a lot to catch up on since the last visit. So let's go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome in Susie and Todd Bullock. Hey, gang. Great to see everybody. And so we have plenty of stuff here on the agenda tonight. So uh, Susie, Todd, uh, please, uh, Susie, you can start. Todd, you can jump in after. Uh, Big Valentine's Day, folks, yes or no? Oh, sure. I think I fell asleep on the couch at 845 after making a dinner that nobody wanted to eat because our family had the stomach flu. So it was real successful. Wow. Uh, Todd, (laughs) are you a big Valentine's Day otherwise? I... 
I don't I don't like Valentine's Day. <laughs> it does not. It is not one of the biggest holidays in our house. Is that a commercially driven holiday in your mind, you think? Let's alienate all I the women it, right off the bat, look, Todd. Let's go ahead. No, every day is Valentine's Day. Yeah, <laughs> look at this guy. Smooth operator. Wow. Cue the Shah Day. Oh my goodness. Uh so <laughs> Is that a big traffic day for websites? And if so, what are the most popular recipes that people might be looking to pick up to then produce for their lover later that evening? Honestly, we had a huge day on the Super Bowl. I think so many people were cooking for Super Bowl weekend, and that was just the day before. Yeah. So we did still have a pretty good Valentine's Day. A majority of people, I would say, go for steak, especially if they're grilling, especially if it's a dude cooking for a lady. Um, they're gonna grill a steak because that's kind of a that's kind of a go-to situation. So we had a lot of traffic on our fillets and our ribeyes, which was awesome. But really, we saw like just so much Super Bowl traffic that I think people were still like in Super Bowl recovery <laughs> on were, Valentine's Day. Were there like top three or four things on the website that you saw people going after, or was it just a hodgepodge of stuff? Uh. Our ribs always do really well. We had a ton of traffic on ribs. We had a bunch of people making uh, like armadillo eggs and pig shots and jalapeno poppers. I think For those are pretty popular. Day? Oh, I was talking about the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm talking about Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, okay. steak for Sorry. Valentine's Day. Lots of appetizers for the Super Bowl. We also um, had quite a few people doing pulled pork, which I think is great if you're feeding mm. a crowd because yeah. you can use it in a million ways and it feeds a bunch of people on the cheap, especially right now when meat prices are so high. I think pulled pork will always be an awesome staple for party food and crowd, the, crowd food. It was the year of the dip for Super Bowl. Oh, also crispy chicken wings. Our crispy chicken wings were doing really, really well. Uh, we have a super simple way to cook chicken wings on generally a pellet smoker with the baking soda toss and then low smoke, high temp grill at the end and they make them nice and super crispy. So a lot of people did those. But lots of dips like buffalo chicken dip. Yeah. Queso, smoked cream cheese. Mm -hmm. I just learned that Stephen Reichland has never had barbecue or uh buffalo chicken dip. i heard that can you believe that? i also was aghast <laughs> have you uh what's more surprising stephen reichland not having buffalo chicken dip or at one point in my life me never having had caviar buffalo chicken dip of course <laughs> caviar outrageous yeah only the elitists eat caviar forget about that i uh, am alarmed i will make stephen reichland some buffalo chicken dip next time I see him. I mean, he's got that mail order company. He should just have one of the chefs whip it up and then mail it back to him Ship so he can out. have it. Why not? He's got there the goods. Go. That's right. Susie and Todd Bullock joining me here on the show. HeyGrillHay.com is the website, of course, and socially at HeyGrillHay. What are pig shots? Uh, pig shots are little medallions of sliced sausages. Generally, the sausages are pre-cooked, wrapped in a... Uh, like a third piece of bacon. So it almost makes a little piggy shot glass. Mm. Fill it with a cream cheese mixture. I do a sweet and savory pig shot. So on my website, they're pineapple cream cheese pig shot. So I actually mix some pineapple and brown sugar into the cream cheese, top them with some crushed pineapple and a sprinkle of my sweet rub, wow. and then smoke them until the bacon is rendered and that little bottom of the sausage medallion is crispy. And then it's like this gooey molten lava cream cheese party mm. they're delightful uh um, it's kind of like uh, akin to an atomic buffalo turd but you're losing the jalapeno and uh, using a, a somewhat of a sausage disc and, and a bacon body yeah <laughs> yep yeah i uh, mean if you look at the pictures they do they look like little shot glasses mm. with bacon as the glass and they're really fun to make they're even more fun to eat um and people do a ton of different variations on them i leaned a little bit towards the sweet and savory but people have done like a jalapeno popper filled pig shot or they fill them with more sausages or brisket <laughs> yeah brisket mm. all sorts of things is that a Susie creation I don't know. I think pig shots have been around for a long time, but I, I, the pineapple cream cheese one was definitely my take on it. So we've been talking a little bit or a lot of bit about website traffic and recipes and all that stuff. And one of the opportunities that Hey Grill Hey offers is a membership to something called the Grill Squad or the TGS, oh, okay, as I call it. Look at that Grill Squad right there. 
for those who aren't familiar or are not a member, uh, can you tell us a little bit about it? And is it something that stays the same from year to year? Yeah. So the grill squad was kind of born out of people asking a lot of in-depth questions that were really difficult to cover in just a simple YouTube video or a written post on a website. I think sometimes there are things you can really benefit from by seeing the whole process start to finish. And with something like a brisket or a pork shoulder or ribs or breaking down a whole chicken, it's, it's really helpful to have that visual interactive format. And I wanted to provide that to people, especially I talk a lot about, I started writing recipes for barbecue over a decade ago and there just were not a lot of resources. So I fumbled my way through so much, messed up a lot of really good meat, wasted a decent amount of money. And so I wanted to create a resource that would have helped myself a decade ago when I first got into the barbecue space to nail a brisket on the first try and to remove that barrier of entry or that intimidation factor that made it feel like I didn't know if I was capable or if I had all the skills or the knowledge that I needed. So that's kind of how the grill squad was born. Right now we have seven, uh, like those deep dive style pitmaster classes. We're adding two more in the next couple of months. And so it's definitely something that's ongoing. We're actually really revamping the grill squad right now uh, for this coming, you know, grilling and barbecue season. And we're going to be introducing some super fun stuff. We're going to be sending out people who join a welcome box with an apron and patches. And as you complete your pitmaster classes, we'll send you iron on patches that you can iron on to your apron and really kind of like, you know, show off your prowess to our private grill squad, Facebook group. Todd and I are in there all the time. We do exclusive live videos to the grill squad. It's kind of our protected little coveted community of awesome barbecue enthusiasts that we're proud to call like our barbecue, our grill squad. And it's, it's, it's a really fun place to hang out. It's heavily, I think you might've mentioned this, but it's heavily um, geared towards the backyard chef it's not like competition barbecue yeah i think that's a differentiator with you know a lot of barbecue classes out there are geared towards the competition circuit and yes backyard people can learn a ton from those classes but you're probably not going to be trimming chicken thighs the same way at home as you would for a kcbs comp there's just there's a lot of differences there and um that's one thing that we saw was kind of this hole (laughs) of teaching directly to people that were cooking for their families and cooking at home in the backyard and really just wanting to level up that backyard barbecue, you know, hero skill set. And that's, that's who I talk to the most are the backyard barbecue enthusiasts, people who are cooking for their friends and family and just want new and exciting recipes to, to make at home. So that's who the grill squad was built for. And it it kind of is this all access pass a little bit to Todd and I, it comes with a lot of really cool features also that we've added in. Like I said, we're introducing the patches and that will be super fun, but we have discounts on all of our products that grill squad members get all of the time. So you don't have to wait for a sale. We have a Hey Grill Hey app, that our grill squad members get free VIP access to everything in the app as well. So we want to make it a place that has a ton of value, not just educationally, but we really believe in building up the barbecue community, especially the backyard barbecue community. And the grill squad's kind of one of those ways that we really have an opportunity to connect with directly with people. Uh what kind of a price goes along with the grill squad? And then what kind of account do you have? What 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 membership number do you have? Mem- oh, like how many people are yeah. on it? Yeah. I don't know. 2,000? Yeah, between 1,500 and <laughs> 1,000. I haven't actually looked at the count recently because we just we just like hanging out with people. I haven't actually looked at a member number in a long time. But we've, we've changed the pricing structure as we've kind of grown and added more things. So the early adopters got it for relatively cheap (laughs) yeah compared to barbecue classes so we'll say if you've ever looked at like online competition barbecue classes or even in-person classes they can range into the multiples of hundreds we wanted to keep the grill squad affordable for the backyard enthusiast so it's right now it's 89.99 one time but it's we're at, like I said, we're adding a lot to it. We're uh, like with the aprons and everything that are coming out in the next couple of months. And in a few months, it'll be 150 a year because we're continually adding new classes and new information that you'll have all access to. Uh, HeyGrillHey.com is the website, of course. So if you're not a member of the Grill Squad and you want to save uh, 70 bucks or whatever it is, uh, do it now yeah. before the price goes up. Of yeah. course, and be part of that. Go check it group, out. No doubt. 
Uh, so as you talk about trying to rise, uh, oh, there's that saying that just evaporated a, a a tide of something lifting something else that floats or whatever it is. Uh, you guys are sponsoring the Utah Barbecue Pit Stop SCA Series. Is this yeah a first for you? Do you typically sponsor these kind of things? I'll oh. let Todd talk on this. This is his. <laughs> this is his jam right, All right. here. So. Yeah, actually, Barbecue Pit Stop is a it's it's a store here in in Utah that is growing rapidly. So they started with one one store in the city we used to live in in northern Utah, and they've expanded to five or six stores now throughout Utah. And they sell they have a whole wall of rubs and sauces, and they have a whole smattering of of pellet grills and different things. And, and then, ours are in there. Yeah. And so they were the, f- they were early adopters. They were, <laughs> I think the first store, one of the first stores to actually carry our products. So yeah. when it came around a few years later and, you know, our friend Steve, who, who owns barbecue pit stop there in, in Lehigh, Utah, he, he's putting on this SCA, the state Cookoff association. Ugh, I can't talk <laughs> series. And um, yeah, we just showed up to one of them and I was just talking to him and I just wanted to be a part of growing this sport in the state of Utah because uh, people showed up for these, this competition and it was awesome. It's all, They're a lot of fun. If you've never been to an SCA competition, find one and go sign up, become a judge, go see what it's all about because it's a lot of fun and I really like them. And it, it it was just uh, it was just a fun opportunity to speak with Steve about becoming a part of it, and I asked how we could, and he said, "Well, you know, you could help me buy the trophies this year, and this is how much they're going to cost." And so we sponsored the trophies last year, and and then offered some of our rubs and sauces as prizes to the top five winners and all that, and it was a really good experience for us. And so we signed on again this year to be a sponsor of the series, and it's. Yeah, like it gets our it gets our name out there, um, but mainly it's it's to be a part of something bigger than ourselves and help the sport grow here in Utah. When you are you approached now, when people see that you're helping this series out or these folks out, will they say, "Hey, uh, we see you're doing this with so and so. Would you be interested in doing this with us?" And maybe they're in Kansas City or they're in Ohio or wherever. Do you like to keep it as local as possible? Um, we haven't been, maybe, maybe if, maybe, I don't know. I don't think we have been. I mean, we sponsor a few competitive teams nationally, but we haven't sponsored any additional like circuits or anything. We really like the Utah ones because we like to go out and we like to hang out with our barbecue friends in the barbecue community. And that's difficult when it's all over the place. It's a lot easier for us to, you know, head out for a weekend to somewhere that is, local to Utah. So we haven't sponsored any additional circuits, but we do have a few like pro teams that we've sponsored and worked with that are across the country. Yeah. There's, there's a couple that we reached out to here in Utah that we offered to sponsor them. Like there's this, uh, you know, 13 or 14 year old girl who's just doing really well uh, competing against these, you know, grown adults and so we approached her, you know, if we could, you know, we just offered, hey, do you think Hey Girl Hey could help sponsor your team? And she said, of course, obviously. So that was awesome. So she was cooking in Las Vegas uh, this yeah. weekend at the Roll of Dice Smokeout in Vegas. And she was wearing the Hey Girl Hey t shirt. And it was a real, <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Like seeing the next generation of cooks and pitmasters and even like some of the, our pro teams that were out there cooking, like wearing the Hey Girl Hey shirts and using the Hey Girl Hey products in their cooks that day, that was like, that was really cool because I don't, I don't compete. <laughs> so like, I'm not even out there showing up and using my products to compete, but to have other people that are cooking in this like super competitive environment, kind of putting our products behind their, their entries was way, way, way cool. So are you sponsoring those teams through product and, and gear or do you also sponsor them financially or is it dependent on who they are and what they've accomplished? So it, it kind of happened hot and fast. So the currently just like how he cooks a brisket. Yeah. <laughs> Literally no pun intended. That's funny. Um, so uh, we didn't know what we were doing when we were offering. And luckily, you know, we've been really blessed. With, that's now look, blessed being with, the money guy, Todd, that seems like it would be way out of your character. I know. 
I, I am continually surprised by what he volunteers to do. And then what he yells at me for saying. That's right. How yeah. dare you? Seems unfair. Anyway, so we do, for now, we're not taking on any new ones. So if you're, you know, for all the people listening, don't come knocking down my door because it's not going to be the case. But for now, we, we offer product and gear and we do, we do help, not 100%, we do help with entry fees for some of these teams and even travel costs sometimes to some of the, you know, the national championship type cooks. So I think someday we'll have a more structured program for bringing in competition pro teams that want to work with us. But literally it was like, yeah, we'll, we'll try that out. Cause we didn't know. Cause we really like the SCA has kind of been one of our earlier. I mean, I've been a KCBS judge before and have been to a couple of the bigger competitions uh, with friends of mine, but the SCA was kind of our foot in the door for really, working as a sponsor in these events, especially as, you know, our rub and sauce line is a little bit newer in the space. We're only a few years old there. So, and we were, we were in Vegas this last weekend doing a huge comp. Like, I think it, I don't, don't quote me on this. It might be the, I think it was the biggest one in the West, like yet. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe someone from California will yell at me that it wasn't, but anyway, the, the founders of the SCA were there. Um, Brett Galloway and Ken, Kenneth, Something I can't remember his name. His name's Ken. I yep. know that. But just incredible guys. Like Brett Galloway was out working and sweating, getting the stakes out. He was in, heavily involved in everything. And he it's just a really cool organization. And uh, so we just love being a part of it and doing what we can to uh, help others out. So I think one thing that appealed to us specifically about the SCA, it is it is competitive cooking, but I feel like it's it's an easier start for people who want to get into the space and become a little bit more involved in the barbecue community. I feel like the barrier of entry is a lot lower than other competition style formats. And so people can show up with just a truck and a tent and, you know, have a good time on a Saturday and, and see how well they do against these, these competitive cooks. And it's just a really fun environment. People are super friendly. And so it's been cool to be a part of. Uh, I'm just wondering where this is on the radar were you two familiar that KCBS is also rolling out a competitive steak competition thing? I've heard whispers, but I haven't looked too deep into it. But I think anything that makes it easier for people to jump into the barbecue community a little bit further, it would in whatever way is like comfortable for them. Cool. Last question tonight, and I appreciate the time as always. I see more and more folks like you, some other folks that I'm following way more active on things like TikTok and Instagram reels. Is this something that you are dialing in on in 2022 and seeing as you're producing more content, the payback is, is pretty immediate, not necessarily financially, but the interaction. Uh, I would say, yeah, for sure. It's something that I feel like I'm a hundred percent late to the game on. Like usually I'm an early adopter, but Holy cow. Sometimes you just get tired of all of the stuff that you have to do to stay relevant. <laughs> And I think I just got tired. I was like, one more stinking thing. Like, I don't know if I have it in me to make content in a, a completely new format. So I kind of was like dragging my feet and grumpy about it for a minute. But now that I'm actually doing it, it's super fun. And I'm sad I didn't start earlier. But we're just having fun with it. We're not really treating it necessarily as... And I think that was my worry initially was like, how do we use this for like the business? But I let that go. And now I'm like, how can we make the funniest thing that we can make today? Or how can we make this recipe look awesome? Or how can we speed up this process so that it's really digestible? And I think that's the biggest thing with this type of content is it's very easily consumed. And it's it's quick access. People, and just as you know, quick as you can put it up, people can leave comments and, and engage and interact. So I think it's a I don't know. I think it's a great way to connect with people and to have conversations around barbecue and introduce things that people may not have seen before, or may be curious about, or, or even just introduce Todd and I as kind of the goofy dorks that we are in the barbecue space, which is fun too. <laughs> that was like the number one thing. So just this last weekend in Vegas, everyone that came and talked to us, I would say the most talked about thing were the kind of silly, stupid Instagram reels and TikToks that we've been doing. So I think it's fun. Like, I don't think it's going to be a huge, you know, move the needle thing for us, but it's, I think it's fun because we get to be creative and funny and kind of show who we are and, and, the, and it just makes us more relatable, hopefully, and, and uh, more approachable, which is always good. 
Susie and Todd Bullock joining me here on the show. Their first uh, four quarterly visits here in 2022, unless something's breaking where they would like to come on and promote. And of course, we would be happy to fit them in in between, no doubt about it. Otherwise, check them out, heygrillhay.com, the website. Join the Grill Squad if you're not, and follow them socially at heygrillhay. Todd and Susie, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having us. See you, Thanks, Greg. guys. You got it. There they are right there. Susie and Todd Bullock, Hey Grill Hey. Once again, the website, heygrillhay.com and socially at heygrillhay. And don't forget about that grill squad. If you're on the fence, price is going up. It will be 150 or 160 bucks, I think they said. So you can save about half. Joe Clements from Smoked Barbecue Source is ready to talk. We'll get to him here in just one second. I'll talk to you quickly about Primo Ceramic Grills. What do we love about ceramic cookers? We love that they're fuel efficient. We love that you can achieve low and slow temperatures for traditional barbecue meats. We love that you can get rip-roaring hot for high-temperature grilling of steaks and other thin cuts. But what's missing in the everyday lineup of ceramic cookers? The real ability to do true two-zone cooking. Two-zone cooking, very important to both professional and backyards alike. It's the best way to manage a fire and cook with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire and a round ceramic cooker, not very realistic. Why? Because it's round. Enter Primo Grills and their game-changing oval design. The shape gives you the ability to execute a two-zone setup that you desire, also giving you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. Really, when you break it down, if you can believe it, there's 60 different ways, even more than 60 different ways that you can configure the Primo cooker so you're only limited by your culinary imagination. Now, we know about the new lift hinge. We know about the new air dampers, top and bottom. We know about those new Primo Grill rotisserie accessories. Now, that new Primo Grill pizza accessories, where it might have been lacking in the accessories, because we all love accessories. Not anymore, folks. They even got a half drip pan. They got the rib rack to fit that oval design. If you want it, they probably have it, or it's in the works at this point. Like Green Mountain Grills, Primo Grills only sold through dealers. So go to primogrill.com, find a dealer near you, and then check them out in person, ask questions, buy the one that's best for you. Many different sizes to choose from, so get that size that's right for you as well. Primogrill.com, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And once again, the website, primogrill.com. We're back with Joe Clements from Smoke Barbecue Source right after this. Stick around, be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. And this portion being brought to you by Smithfield. Head on over to smithfield.com right now for recipes as well as tips and tricks from well-known live fire cooks like Darren Worth, Jess Priles, Charles Cridlin, mouth-watering flavor, no artificial ingredients, Smithfield fresh pork, quite simply some of the finest pork money can buy. It is the trusted choice of top live fire cooks for use at competitions and at home. That's smithfield.com. All right, coming out of the bullpen tonight is the creator of one of the biggest barbecue and grilling websites out there. If you are into reviews of grills, recipe curation and dissemination, and how to cook better in the live fire space, then this is a site you should be checking out if you haven't already. Made his debut last July, and I'm excited to have him back on again. So let's go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome in the creator of the Smoked Barbecue Source, Joe Clements, joining me. Hey, Joe. Hey, Greg. How's it going? Uh, Happy we are to be back. Absolutely fabulous. Appreciate you joining me once again here. So, uh, before we get into some of the talking points here this evening or afternoon for you there in Australia, Joe, can you give us a quick reset on Smoke Barbecue Source, how it came to be one of the biggest barbecue sites on the internet? Yeah, sure thing. So it all came about pretty much by accident, as most good things do. Um, I was um, just getting into barbecue about six or seven years ago and growing up in New Zealand and then moving over to Australia, I didn't get much exposure exposure to the world of barbecue. So um, I think I managed to stumble into a, a restaurant that had been set up um, down under cooking sort of Texas-style barbecue, and I was thinking to myself, that was pretty, pretty delicious. How can I go about cooking that at home? And back then, 
if you can believe it, there wasn't as many resources or websites. I don't think TikTok existed and Instagram certainly didn't have as much barbecue content as it does now. So I was basically just um, stumbling around, figuring, figuring things out as I went along. And I just started kind of documenting what I was learning and um, writing it up on this blog. I was sort of teaching myself how to do, um, how, to, how to set up a website and, and teaching myself barbecue. So I figured, let's uh, kill two birds with one stone. And it just started uh, slowly snowballing until the point where we were getting some good traffic coming in from Google. And um, we started getting into reviews and doing some product comparisons and uh, recipes and all that good stuff until eventually got up to that level where I could uh, afford to quit the quit my day job and go at it full time. And the last couple of years, this has been my full time job, and it's been a bit of a wild ride. But at this point, I'm really enjoying uh, enjoying being sort of a bit more behind the scenes and sort of working with um, up and coming recipe creators and really. Um, talented uh cooks getting them sort of on the team and working with them and sort of giving giving other people a platform to share their creations and and also sort of to help teach our growing audience so it's it's really uh exciting uh exciting space to be in at the moment joe clemens joining me here on the show from smoked barbecue source the website of course smoked bbq source.com uh, Joe, we'll talk about some business things here in a second, but let's talk a little bit about uh, Smoked Barbecue Source and what you guys are expecting from the live fire industry. Do you see any big changes or have you heard about anything new that might really shake things up this year? Well, the, I mean, it's probably no, no news to you, but we just don't see, um, we're not seeing the pallet smoker craze slowing down at all. Um, so that's probably or that's definitely the the biggest um source of traffic for the site at the moment is reviews for pallet smokers um people looking to compare different models and obviously companies regularly releasing updates and new features uh, that are being pushed out um probably the one the one most exciting product that we've seen a ton of interest in is the um the gravity fed smokers where it's sort of trying to address some of the shortcomings you get with with your pallet grills. Um, so while they're, they're not at the same level as as um, Traegers or, um, or as the more well-known pallet grills yet, uh, we're seeing a lot more interest in that style of cooker. Are you surprised, you know, when you talk about pellet cookers, and it's not every pellet cooker, I think Z-Grills hasn't really gone out of their way to attach a lot of this technology that you're finding on pretty much every other manufacturer are you surprised at the amount of technology that's going on these cookers, uh, A, and then B, and it's purely speculative, do you think that 40% or 80% or somewhere in between that is actually using that technology regularly and they're just more happy that it's on there, but they're not really using it? I mean, I'm not surprised at the end of the day. There's not a lot to differentiate between these different um Cookers, I mean, you can use like slightly thicker steel or what have you, different sizes, a few different gimmicks, but one of the easiest ways to slap a few new features on there is via the app. Um, I'd say there's a, a fair bit of hyperbole involved, and I don't think many people are setting up complicated cooks where they're programming on their phone for it to go at one temperature for two hours and then another temperature for six hours and then they're dropping it down and then it automatically turns off while they're sleeping i'd say there's probably maybe five or ten percent of people uh, really pushing it to its limit like that and then we do see a small but uh, vocal group who will happily uh, buy whatever model has no technology and <laughs> no no wi-fi no internet no apps uh, they just want a good good grill that's um not full of complicated technology so and there are still some companies making making grills for people like that so um i think it's sort of like a it's come to the point where companies i think have to tick the box to have it because everyone else has it um there's some good features but it's definitely um you know it's one of those things you got to be careful you're not getting sucked into the marketing hype um 
Ah, uh, yes, the uh, the new co-host of the show, no doubt. Uh, Joe Clemens <laughs> joining us here the on the show. show. That's right. <laughs> uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about tonight is doing business on the internet. You don't have a brick and mortar store. You don't have a warehouse or anything like this. Uh, well, maybe you do, and uh, but we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, you know, I spoke with Derek Riches about this topic to a certain degree a number of months ago. But I think you can bring a unique point of view to this discussion because of how you generate revenues for the site. So let's start with Google first. Uh, rankings are key, right? But the algorithm that they are measured in seems to change frequently. So how do you monitor that? And then generally speaking, how have you been able to uh, or, or have you been affected by changes during the course of a given year when they decide to change them? Yeah, sure. I mean, at the end of the day, when you, can you just, I'm just on the phone to someone. I'll come and talk to you later, man. Just get rid of the distraction. Um, when you when you do decide to set up a website and uh, you know get on Google, you do agree to ride the roller coaster, um, so to speak, or at least there's not really an alternative. And uh, that's the same whether you're on Google or Instagram or YouTube. You are at the mercy of um, another company and their algorithm and how they want to do things and something that can and does happen regularly is they will shake up how they do things and um, you know that can have a massive impact on the business so from month to month you might have your your traffic double or halve or we've seen hasn't happened to us touch wood um, people go from you know healthy businesses to um, no traffic almost overnight so it's a scary space to be in as a business owner you know imagine you've got a shop and suddenly the road outside just disappears and what used to be a you know thriving street just uh turns into a ghost town um is there any lead up to that like will you get a notice or, or will you be able to feel something or see something statistically that would at least give you uh, a day or a week or something a, a advance notice that hey things are Things are trending down and not just like this is a normal trend down. Things are plummeting. Yeah, look, um, Google do occasionally give you um, an update, usually the day it's happening and or maybe two weeks beforehand saying they're, they're making some changes, but they'll almost never say what the change is and there's really no way to um, pivot what you're doing and avoid a a, d- a decrease you you're just as likely to benefit from an increase as you are to get um a decrease and that's something we've enjoyed over the years is a lot more increases than decreases and um it's always hard to know is it something that you've done is it something that google's changed their minds on and sometimes it's just trends for example um during the early stages of the lockdowns and covid crisis we saw our traffic sort of triple quadruple within a few weeks and that lasted for uh, probably a year a year or so and then in um when was it been july july 2021 um i think a lot of people just decided they were over it and they were <laughs> going to start going back to restaurants and uh fair enough and they decided that uh they weren't going to spend as much time sitting around um looking for ribs recipes or comparing different smokers that we're going to buy they just were going to get out there and live their lives and so we saw our traffic drop by probably about 50 percent um over the course of a few weeks and it's something we were expecting but i think uh it was it was harsh in that it coincided with um fall so things uh, fall in winchester things were getting colder and people you know we always see a good drop in traffic then. Uh, there was the people, the end of lockdown, so people getting out more. And also we got hit by a bit of a Google update. So um, a lot of our key high traffic pages sort of dropped off to not completely, but from the top position when you search in Google to more like the middle or the bottom. And we saw uh, for some reason Google decided that sites like um, Rolling Stone and Good Housekeeping uh, should be at the top when someone was looking for smoker reviews. Rolling Stone. And so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, maybe for, for album reviews, but I didn't even know that they reviewed smokers. Um, so that was an, annoying for a few weeks, months, but um, we seem to have crawled our way back up 
And so what you often see is Google will release a big update and everything is sort of shuffled around and then it takes a few months for the dust to settle and things generally go back to how they were, but um, they don't always. And so, um, you know, it was a bit of a, uh, gave us a bit of urgency. I think we'd been coasting for a few years just on Google, continuing to send more and more traffic our way and lockdowns sort of doubling the business. So we probably had started coasting a little too much and just uh, enjoying um, lots of traffic coming our way. And so um, it's we've, we've seen it as a, as a good opportunity to see what can we start um, uh new products that we can start launching in the barbecue space, you know, things that our that our audience um, are looking for, maybe that we can do a bit better or um, that we can offer an alternative to what's what's out there on the market. So um, seeing it as an opportunity and fingers crossed that uh, all the new content we're putting out there and all the new recipes and reviews we've been publishing uh, come, uh, uh, come grill season, uh, the traffic will hopefully start to skyrocket back up. Uh, one of those, or one of the other things, as far as offerings that you're doing, aside from bringing on some new uh, creators of content, uh, recipe developers, things like this, is getting into the actual physical products portion, which is rubs and sauces. I was talking with a guy in the first hour, Jim Elzer, who ha- I had no idea. He's a very established competition cook. He builds drum style smokers. And then, lo and behold, I found out through somebody else that he's actually in co-packaging, and he's been you know, making people's rubs and sauces. I had no idea. So we talked about that portion of the business in the first hour. As somebody on the other side of that now going through that process, uh, do you have things that are ready for sale now? Or are you still in the process of getting everything finalized before they're ready to ship out for buy? Yeah, we're still going through the process. We've um, finalized our recipes. So we're sort of looking to go to the market with um, two different sauces and then three rubs. So it's all your classic your classic flavors, you know, a good um, sweet rub for pork, um, something that's a bit more savory for beef and brisket and um, that sort of thing. And then we're looking to um, start to add on there and get a bit more exciting with some more unique flavors kind of once we've got those basics established. Um, so we've got the recipes sorted and we've just been going back and forwards with our co-packer, um, just finalizing and tweaking the recipes. I think the first round, a few things were just a little bit too spicy. So there's not enough sweet and a little bit too much heat on one of them. And so it's just been a bit, a bit of a back and forward. And uh, um, I mean, luckily I've been working with one of the guys on my team who's in, in the States. Um, otherwise this would all take a little bit too long with uh, shipping delays and uh, ocean freight uh, as slow as it is these days. So it's been, a, it's been a fun experience. It's been a little bit frustrating. I think anyone who's trying to set up new e-commerce uh, line at the moment knows how difficult it is with um, supply lines and delays and shutdowns affecting everyone but um, I think we've, we're using it as a, an excuse to get it right and make sure we don't rush into it too fast. It's a totally new area for us so um, there's a lot of things to learn and, and get right. Do you have an anticipated launch? Um, we're looking to go live, sort of coinciding with um, barbecue season kicking off. So we're looking at sort of um, hopefully by the end of March, early April for our initial five products. Are they under the smoked barbecue source moniker or do you have new catchy names for those? No, they're not actually. So um, didn't really make sense, I think, because obviously the, 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 the blog name is the play on that source as in the sourceable knowledge and what that works well when you have a, a website with over 500 articles and how to's and um, you know uh, guides and things like that but it doesn't work so much uh, on a on a bottle of um, barbecue sauce so it's going under the name smoke kitchen um, which is just sort of tying in that um, the smoke and the, uh, the cuisine element um, you know creations that sort of thing um, so it's got a new a new look, new label, and that's going to be the um, sort of the sister brand for Smoke Barbecue Sauce. And sort of the way I like to think about it is, you know, um, Costco has the Kirkland brand, yeah. and everyone associates that with um, with Costco, but it has its own its own um, branding and its own association. So we thought uh, keep them a little bit separate, but uh, living under 
living under the smokedbarbecuesource.com um, address, and, and that's where people will, will be able to find it when it goes live. And that will happen around uh, springtime or, as we say, grilling season for those that uh, celebrate a grilling season. So uh, visit the website, obviously, Smoke Barbecue Source, and keep up on all that stuff. Uh, anywhere else socially that people should be following you, Joe, before I let you go? Yeah, sure. So if they get on to, if they head over to smokebarbecuesource.com and then sign up for the newsletter, that's the best way to um, keep up to date with um, with what we're doing. And we'll be doing some some early releases and giving some discounts and doing some giveaways as well. So um, that's definitely the best way to, to stay up to date. And we're also um, getting about a, a lot more active on Instagram and TikTok. So if you go on the website, you can uh, see our links to our various social profiles there. Um, and also a good way to stay up, up to date with all the new recipes we're doing. I think we're publishing about somewhere between three and six new recipes a week. So ranging from, you know, barbecue staples, like different ways of doing ribs and brisket and pork and all that good stuff, but also getting into a lot of more sort of fun fusion stuff. Um, uh, a few of our, of our recipe creators have sort of Asian backgrounds, so they're really excited to be doing some of that barbecue fusion, bringing in different different flavors. Um, so yeah, definitely get on there, sign up for the newsletter or, or Instagram or whatever your preferred uh, channel is, and uh, and hopefully uh, enjoy some of the our new recipes we're coming out with. Creator of Smoked Barbecue Source, which can be found at smokedbbqsource.com. It's Joe Clemens. Joe, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me on. You got it. There he is. Joe Clements right there. If you haven't been over to Smoked Barbecue Source, make sure you give it a look, see what they have going on over there. And as he said, doing three to six or perhaps more recipes a week, not just the old standbys either. Doing some other things as well. Right. So we thank Joe Clements for coming on once again. We talked to you quickly about Vortic Watches. And then we'll wrap it up. Bordic Watches, a small batch custom watch manufacturing and vintage restoration company located in northern Colorado. They take antique American pocket watches, turn them into wristwatches. Their mission, preserve and enhance the legacy of manufacturing excellence in America. In order to do that, they combine traditional and cutting-edge technology to create unique quality functional timepieces with exceptional value. And here's the coolest part. Each watch that Bordic makes is unique and one-of-a-kind. Vortic, founded on the motto that America wasn't assembled, it was built. Check them out at VorticWatches.com. That's VorticWatches.com. We're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. Welcome back, and we thank Joe Clements for joining us last segment. And once again, his website smokedbbqsource.com. And if you've never been there, believe it or not, one of the most popular barbecue and grilling websites out there. So go ahead and check it out. Add it to an additional resource for those of you that like to do that. All right, let's go ahead and wrap it up all the way back in the first hour. We were joined by third Tuesday of the month regular guest Stephen Reichland, BarbecueBible.com. Talked about shenanigans, tomfoolery, and general hoodwinkedness as it relates to olive oil. I didn't know anything about that, but now I do. And I need to move my olive oil bottle off my freaking countertop immediately and perhaps get a new bottle and not use that. After Stephen, Jim Elser, he stopped by. He's got a co-packaging business that I didn't know about, but now we know all about it. So if you're somebody that's looking to get your rubber sauce to market and he's not doing minimums, go to sweetsmokeq.com and contact him through his contact page. Second hour, we did a quarterly visit with Todd and Susie Bullock. HeyGrillHey.com at HeyGrillHeySocially. Follow them on Instagram and uh, TikTok as well. And closing it out, Joe Clements from Smoke Barbecue Source, smokebbqsource.com. And follow them on TikTok and Instagram as well as everybody's planning on getting bigger and better at that. Big show planned for you next week. As always, the embedded correspondents are in. Derek Riches are in. We will evaluate 
last week's conversation with Traeger between the two of us and more. How do I always leave you? September 11, 2001. I will never forget until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central.